Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Daniel Brinkley, co-founder of the Twilight Brigade, again a not-for-profit group that is dedicated to making sure no veteran dies alone. Their website is thetwilightbrigade.com, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Danian, is the VA doing all it can for our vets? Is it getting any better? Well, George, we have to look at it from this point. This is an election year coming, okay? And yep. if we, just like for 27 years, put the information in the hands of the people and the veterans, then they have a knowledge of a reason why when you see your representative or you see these people on the campaign trail, we can make a difference. So what I've done every year is put together the worst and the best things. But when to answer your question straightforward is this, there are two studies. They say that 17 to 22 veterans kill themselves every day, and then there's another one that says 31 a day. Well, and 86% of these veterans have interacted with the VA or tried to find help, okay? And so when you look at that, then the system is failing. It is absolutely failing. If these veterans are interacting and trying to find help with whatever they're going through, and the system is failing them because then they they get depressed and they kill themselves. Yeah. And at the rate that we're watching it happen, this is why everybody, as war is building all around us, and we look at what the contract with the government is when you go and put your life on the line, and then to look at the last three from Vietnam forward to now and look at where we are, we have to do something. So. I made a list of a couple of things that are the worst parts about the VA. But, George, there's also great things happening. The innovation of integrative and, and complementary medicine in the VA is, is beating all goals. It's beating all standards across the metric of hospitalization therapeutic modalities. Has that changed? It wasn't that way 30 years ago, was it? Oh, my God, George. When I started, remember, when I started, they didn't have hospice. 
There was no hospice program when I started in the VA, oh, and the Twilight right. Brigade's training has now become the standard end-of-life care model in the Veterans Administration as no vet dies alone. And I was talking to Cheryl Turkelson. It was me, Cheryl Turkelson, Thomas Eads, uh, Beth Clay of the International Chiropractic Association, all of us who came together to push this forward, whole health and integrative therapy. They, you couldn't even say the word yoga. You couldn't say it. Okay, so now the standard end-of-life care model used by the Veterans Administration is the Twilight Brigade refined into now a standard end-of-life care model. So I have succeeded in achieving that goal. Okay, so when you look at where we are now, the greatest, the worst thing that we have is the VAEHR, the Electronic Health Care System. It's the worst thing in the world for a, whoever designed it, George, whoever designed it did not care about the patient. They cared about records. So what's happening to doctors, and I have like 22 different doctors that I know in different VAs, so I ask them all the same questions. And so the system takes away from time and with the patient, with the veteran. It's worked that chasing down how to put a record together is so hard. You spend all of your time logging information and only have a couple of minutes with the vet trying to diagnose. This is horrible. Okay. The, the other thing that's really bad is they are not looking at, they're not looking at what, what happens after war. I mean, they say they're doing it. Okay, but when you look at... Um, and that's one of the most critical things, isn't it? It's everything, George. Why would we serve? Because we knew our backs were covered. And, you know, you work the system. I mean, the worst part, the other part that's the worst is the bureaucratic systems. They build bureaucratic systems that create obstacles. Like one doctor, he said, look, I have to go through 10 pharmacists to give a patient a prescription, and they all have to approve it because each one creates a rule or regulation so that they would be in charge of making the decision when the doctor has been a doctor for 40 years. Okay. And this is, this is throughout the doctors, different, every type of doctor, cardiologist and internist and surgeons, all of them tell me the same thing and especially nurses. So this is stuff that we, as the we as the people of the night, or we of coast to coast, we have the power in the next year to stand up for our veterans. And that's why the like light streamers is where I house the toilet brigade, because now it's a government program. And I moved on to caregivers, because the thing that's so great that I've watched happen, George, is caregivers have power and, and survivors. But so before it was only just the veterans. Now it's the caregiver, and they can get paid. They can, they're going to do the work anyway. They're going to do it anyway. And why not get paid for it? Why not respect the caregiver? That's right. Because when, you, when they looked at the Iraq situation and after the Gulf War, which not, nobody really got hurt, but you looked at when you came home, that parent became that parent or that wife or that spouse or that friend became a caregiver. And something had to happen. So this has moved forward. I'll tell you something else that's really cool, George. It's peer facilitators. During the COVID time, 
they had to create ways that people would normally come in for sessions and sit down and talk or mm-hmm. the vet to vet program. Well, they put them on the phone and they put them on a Zoom call. Okay, Kathy Bixby at the Washington VA, I mean, she pushed this program. She was hospice, but she pushed this program where guys could get on their phone, they could call in and have a peer facilitator. That means a combat somebody there listening to their story and everybody listening to everybody and interacting together to create that camaraderie that's so important. I mean, I, I see the opportunity for us because we have consistent, we've been doing this for 27 years, okay? We've been doing this, and everybody who listens, I try to put together the smartest understanding of how to work the VA to get what you need, okay? And it's the whole health program. The whole health program, if you're a caregiver and you're listening to this, or you know one, or you're a veteran and you're listening to this, or you know one, you tell them to go to the and look on the website at VA at the VA slash VA dot gov slash wholehealth.com and look at it because it's your gateway. And not only that, George, it's the opportunity to take back control of your life with now you can say yoga, Tai Chi, acupuncture, stretching. I mean, a whole nother world, chiropractic, a whole nother world of integrative therapies are happening in the VA because you have to treat the whole body. You have to treat that. And so my biggest issue is two things. The system is bureaucrats, and the other system is the, the electronic health care uh, system. It's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And the other thing is tonight, in the 248th anniversary of the Marine Corps. Of which you're a Marine. Hoorah. 50,000 veterans, 50,000 veterans will sleep on the street. No way. 50 to 60,000. I took the low side of the study, George. Wow. In, in, Los, in Los Angeles, that's all they talk about is housing. Why this 18,000 veterans on the street in Los Angeles? Crazy times. That's insane. It is insane. We need to take care of that. Let me tell you one of the issues with it, though, George. Here's one of the issues, because I live this every day. You know, I've been at this 37 years in the VA, and I've been a hospice volunteer for 45 years. You know, in the VA, I have 34,000 hours at the bedside, and I've been with over 2,000 people and 358 taking their last breath. There's a place for you in heaven, Daniel. If they ever keep you, they keep throwing you back. Well, because I know you would miss me, George. Yes, I would. (laughs) <laughs> so here's the here's the other thing too. The there's a thing called Operation uh, Operation Patriot FOB OPFOB in South Carolina, and it's uh, finding purpose beyond beyond the call of duty. And they're trying to create camaraderie. It's near the Marines near Paris Island, and I want people to go to Lightstreamers.com. And then go to the Twilight Brigade under resources and look up look up this OPFOB. OPFOB, Light Streamers, Twilight Brigade, because these kind of organizations need our support because these are veterans helping veterans peer to peer. The the other thing that's so much important in integrative therapy, and this is another company I found, it's called Benefits USA. 
okay? And they have a series of products that have to do with pain management, okay? And I want people to take a look at it, Light Streamers, Twilight Brigade, resources, and go and look at it because if you're in pain and it's a natural way, let's see if it works for you. The other thing is we need to support the OPFOB. I mean, this needs to be supported because these kinds of programs, George, are the things that's going to make a difference in the lives of veterans. And when you come in contact with a congressperson or anybody that's running for office next year, these talking points are going to make the difference. They sure are. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. How bad is PTSD? Well, you've got to be able to separate the concept of PTSD from traumatic brain injury, okay? And it's horrible. 
It's horrible. And some of it is caused, George, is the thing that made me got me really mad because I heard these stories of of guys, uh, uh, their ops people, because I know, you know, I know everybody. They're ops people, and they were doing a special op in uh, Syria. Okay. And it was a Marine battalion. And these guys came back, and they were a howitzer battalion, and they were firing 100-pounders, okay, 15 miles. And they, so many of these, 22 of them came back, and they were having visions and hearing voices. And they were seeing dead people, and one had this little girl that stayed with him all the time, okay? And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What could possibly – they thought they were hexed. They thought that some of the stories that they were told – because when you're firing a howitzer, you're firing at 12 to 15 miles, and you don't ever see a combat. You don't ever see one. Right. But when these guys started having this, they ruled it PTSD. But it was traumatic brain injury, Okay. And when guys wouldn't follow along the system and take the drug protocols that they have so they could classify it under the numbers that they could use so that they could fill it up in their records as opposed to paying attention to what they're saying. When you fire a howitzer, maybe 155, you got a 100-pounder. The percussion, George, of when you, pull that, when you pull that lever and it fires, there is a percussion wave that comes backwards. I mean, anybody that's ever been in a blast zone knows exactly oh, the recoil. The recoil's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it sh- it moves through every muscle, every bone, every every organ. I mean, it shatters you, and then you fire, and then you at fire base, and then you fire four hours. Look at what you're doing. So it's got to be traumatic brain injury. So in separating those two things, look at PTSD, which is a protocol they use. And I'll tell you something about PTSD, George. It has a lot to do with guilt. I mean, traumatic brain injury comes, I mean, PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, comes from things that when you get away from it and you don't have the camaraderie of your team and you don't have the safety of you all supporting each other and you're all by yourself having to face yourself in what happens in combat and in war, you're killing tens of thousands of people. You, you cannot walk away from that. And when you look at today, you look at today and where we are as the United States of America and with what's going on and where we have, you know what the first thing I would ask myself was, is the president administration refilling the strategic oil reserve? That is the only question I would ask the president of the United States today. Why is that? Because if you don't have the fuel to convert, to run a, a operation, which is diesel. What happens to climate change in a war, George? What happens? Climate change goes out the window, and, you know, it doesn't matter anymore because of diesel fuel and killing and murdering and destroying and all the stuff that creates CO2 and all those stories that we hear about that. Then what happens? If we don't have the fuel, if we don't have the fuel to fight a war, we won't be fighting it. Okay, so when people start to really look at this, are those reserves being refilled today? And are we pumping in America to make sure that we get it at a price that we can afford to pay? And, George, look, we're at uh, right now in the United States. We are 
we we don't have a budget. We haven't had a budget in like 10 or 12 years, but we don't have a budget. We're having continuous resolutions right now, and it's got to be done by, what, Monday? <laughs> or another or shutdown. Or the government shuts down. That's right. Hello, everybody. Okay, so if, if there's ever a chance that we're going to make a difference, it's now. And if we ever were sane enough to look at where we are, we don't have a choice. The thing that I have comfort in, George, is you already know the boxes of knowledge and saved by the light, the paper, the, you know, everybody doesn't know that. But when I put it in that book, it was if they were brave enough to put this stuff on me and I had to come back and take two years to learn to walk and feed myself, then when I was going to tell the story, either what they had given me as became future events, what they had given me either reinforced the fact that there was life after death or it did not. These are not Danian predictions. These are what they said, and when Paul and I sat down, we put it in boxes. All I ask anybody to do is just go look at it and see what I missed. What did they miss? Okay? Then, then the reality of, for me, it's that there's life after death, and I've helped contribute to the concept after going through all the crap that I've been through. I've contributed to the concept. So where the Twilight Brigade came from? was you come to a place in this event when you see your life pass before you in a 360 degree. You watch it from a second-person point of view as though you were your own best friend. And then you literally become every person that you ever encountered, and you feel the direct results of your interaction between you and that person. And this is a Danianism, but then you ask a question. If God couldn't come today and God sent you, in the life you just reviewed, what difference did you and God make? Well, lying in that bed for 11 or 12 months and getting up to walk again, the difference that I could make is go die with Marines. That was the difference I could make because I'd already been where they're going to go. And I have so much knowledge of what Marines and what combat and what people go through. And so if God couldn't come today and God sent me, and then when it came time to do this book, which is like 18 years later, it was because I looked at where Raymond was and I saw that how I mean, how trying so hard to defend something he did a study on. I mean, he studied it. He was a philosopher. And I watched what happened, and I just said, okay, let's put it out there. So I've been out here every day since then. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.